0: Access, access all areas my name is b and i will be co-hosting this series of podcasts with my in excess nerd hayden murdoch we will be delving deep with you all to explore everything there is to know about this iconic band of brothers in excess sharing music tours videos albums and oh so much more
1: Happy in excess day worldwide. <laughs> well, we access all areas, the podcast of Dives Deep, North East Great in excess. Happy in excess day. Let's get right into it. We've been away for a week or two, albeit uh, we've had COVID and everything there. Be, how are you? Good to hear your voice again. I'm good, mate. How are you? Very well. I've been in Canberra, not doing politics, but uh, working and all over the place, but back in Melbourne now and excited to get another podcast out with you. And it is what we uh, talked about. It is in excess day or week or I was going to say,
0: what? I think it's going to be a month of, uh, isn't it? Yeah, give content we've got to talk about. It's today. in excess
1: life, isn't it? Oh
0: my God. <laughs> but, it's uh, a whipper.
1: Woohoo. Well, time recording of this, you know, it is in excess day, <laughs> and we are sort of putting this thing out, obviously, at the very next weekend. But uh, 45 years uh, formed the day that uh, the great Elvis Presley died, mm-hmm. and uh, the band themselves, I guess, uh, you know, as one icon passed, another one was born, B.
0: That's right. And don't forget, it was Tim's birthday. And Correct. I found out it was Madonna's birthday, too.
1: Yes, uh, there's a few little people born around that, that, that people, date uh, of people. the year <laughs> Yes, yes And I always associate that day with Tim's 21st well, It was actually his 20th, wasn't it? 20th it, Not it the, was, the, yes. Yeah, that's right So happy birthday, Timmy Probably the most popular person uh, in the band That uh, I guess our listeners connect with these days So happy birthday, Tim We hope you're having a good one And uh, I'm sure we'll talk about it a bit later
0: I've got something to say about that. Um, One of our um, friends, um, you'll probably I'll I'll tell you about him off air. He actually does like a food service. He actually takes food and he got the address of Timmy's and took some food to Timmy. Yeah. And he said he was very gracious, so lovely. Oh, there you go. And he came out and he was all chitty-chatty. And so, yeah, we love you, Timmy. You've always got time for the fans. Oh, you. Hmm.
1: Oh, so Timmy was doing the Uber Eats Deliveroo, was Something he? A bit
0: like that, yeah.
1: <laughs> Maybe we had to get Timmy out and do a do a duo with Snoop Dogg so, uh, uh, or Katy Perry because uh, in Australia, for those who don't know, a lot of those international acts like to do ads in other foreign countries oh, and there's a Snoop okay. Dogg uh, menu log ad and I think there's a Katy Perry one. so. Maybe get Timmy out doing some levirush, lev, 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 Levith Revolution uh uh Uber Eats ads. What do you reckon?
0: I oh, reckon okay. that's good. A little <laughs> sideline there for you, Timmy, if you haven't got anything
1: else to do. <laughs> now we we have to back up a little bit this week, this week, B. I believe uh in in uh in honor of the band's uh 45th birthday, there was a bit of a live stream the other day, a sort of a TikTok thing going where mm-hmm. uh there was um, you know, some discussion about the kick album and just uh some comments from the band members. Did you get a chance to watch it, B? I did. I watched it twice. Okay. Um,
0: Yeah. So seven o'clock. On in Australia time and it went off. There was thousands, I could see thousands of people were tuning in to watch it on TikTok. Um, it was funny to watch some of the comments. There was like yes. obviously, you know, the the fans that the Uber fans, and then there were some people going, I've not seen this before, or I don't know this song, or you know. <laughs> so it was good. It was really um very yes. entertaining. Old footage, but they put it together really well. It was good. So if you are a TikTok person, because we weren't, but we are now, you can find us on um, TikTok and we are in um Podcast on the, on there. Mm. Easy to find.
1: You mean I've, I've sold my soul and I'm on TikTok now, am I? You
0: are. Well, <laughs> if you want to be. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. I'll leave that part to you. But anyway, the exciting thing, I guess, is that you know, every five years, I guess, 45, 50, 55, it is a always a little bit of a landmark. So uh, it was great to see the Australian media and the greater uh, international media uh, acknowledge the day, and we'll talk about that in the news. But mm-hmm. um, uh B I, I I must say there, there's uh, some interesting things in our charts coming up. I can't wait to share with you. But uh, I have to send out a big uh, thank you for all the people who have ordered books and a little apology or a big apology. They are coming uh, your way. I have been interstate, and I am going to have those picked up and get those out to you. It is my number one mission. Uh, and I'm just going to follow everything B tells me to do regarding getting those out. So thank you for your patience. Uh, thank you for those extra orders, um, and also B, thank you for getting your recovery back and getting your voice back because you had COVID and don't uh, knock you around a fair bit, didn't it?
0: It was awful. Yeah, I I was like taking the piss out of you, wasn't I? The week before, going you don't sound good, but God, it does knock you about. <laughs> so I want to thank you, thank yes. all the well wishes that sent me um, well wishes because they worked. So thank you so much. I feel so much better.
1: So I always like to ask, how's your success week been? Uh, I, I know there's lots of stuff we've got. To say for the news, but has anything sort of come across your desk you want to share with the uh, the listeners who love this part of the show? Okay, I'll pick,
0: I'll pick my favorite one out because there has been many, and I'm sorry if I'm upsetting a few of you because I know you've sent me a lot. But Baby Robbie, did you see Baby Robbie? No, no. Okay, well if you go oh. on TikTok, you'll see Baby Robbie. So one of our. No, One of our patrons um, Diana um, she, she, she knew that I wasn't very well she says I sent you this to make you feel better and it was her baby son he's one years old dancing right. to new sensation on his birthday oh, right. and it was superb. So we <laughs> made it into a TikTok right. video and that was our debut. Right. So oh, it was gorgeous. <laughs> dancing away in his little nappy. In fact that nappy. might have come across
1: my desk as well I think in terms of seeing that. I think I did mm-hmm. see that Yes. So that it put, a, it put a put a smile on the doll, yeah.
0: That's right, yes. it did, and it just shows you the face fans are getting younger.
1: Absolutely, uh, and we want to give a quick early shout out to Paul Jolly, who got onto one of the radio shows in New South Wales. We will elaborate a bit later about that because there is some interesting interesting mm. information. But Paul is uh, a fantastic listener, bona fide. Uh, can't wait to meet him in person. Uh, And uh, thank you, Paul, for all you do for the podcast.
0: Hayden, I've now made him an honorary patron. Oh, okay.
1: Deserving so. Yeah, Mm -hmm. we need to go over then. And uh, do we have any new patrons at all, B?
0: No, we haven't. But an honorary
1: one, though. We do. Okay. All right. Well, over to you with the patrons.
0: I'd like to
2: say hello to everybody outside on the highway. Let's all say hello to everybody outside. It's about 10,000 people at least.
0: Hello. Well, hello to our honorary members, starting with Tim Ferris. Happy birthday to you, mister. And hello to Nick Egan, Mark Opitz, Richard Simpkins, Cameron Adams, Mary Woods and Darren Jones and our new honorary member, Paul Jolie. Thank you so much. Very kind words and fantastic patron. Okay, our patrons, Carmen, Laurie, Carrie-Anne, Danielle, Sarah Markram, Sarah Camia, Dr. Jim, Katie, Lisa Mack, Lisa Calloway, Anne-Marie, Susan P, Susan B, Foxy, Pedro, Mandy, Matt, Linda, Yvonne, Caroline, Amanda H, Amanda V, David, Tracy, Paul Bridges, Paul Buckley, Sandrine. Ella, Ryder, Tony, Erica, Abigail, Martin, Stefan, Val, Jim. Oh, back to Abigail. Um, Happy birthday. (laughs) Um, Jim, Maty, Kelly, Jackie, Sean, Sheila, Shannon, Helen, Brett, Suzanne, Laurel, Bard, Genevieve, Shelby, Manny, Laurie, Jill, Yari, Laos, Heidi, Paula, Lisa Urban, Angie, Nancy, Juliet, Jenny, Scott, happy birthday Scott, Anthea, Maria, Nicola, Tracy, Darren, George, Vernon, Jamie and Diana and a special mention as always to Sue D, Joe Robbins, John A. Vink, Michael, Glenn, Paul and Jay. Thank you guys. Welcome to the podcast.
1: topic today B. we just thought this was a, a great episode just to celebrate in excess and we're really I guess going to call today's episode topic milestones and we're just going to have a, a little a little retrospective uh, um, I guess look back at some of the most pivotal moments in the band's career uh, and for newer listeners who are taking up our show this is actually weirdly enough not a bad starting point because you can hear some of these particular milestones, uh, milestones we talk about and you will find that we've actually dug deep on some of these ones individually but we want to sort of celebrate all things great about In Excess for their birthday uh, and just have a bit of a trip down memory lane about some of their great achievements. Be So looking forward to sharing those with you and uh, getting your thoughts on those as well, because I know many of them on that list are uh, relevant to your connection with the band as well.
0: Yes, I can't wait for that, and I just want to thank the patrons actually because I did ask them to send me some of their um, stories, um, best stories that they had, or the first time they met in excess. We'll probably do that next week if that's okay, guys. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we, me and Hayden will go through those stories and well, enjoy we've got time them. To get but for now, in today,
1: if there's some off the top of your head, but you know, like there's a couple of mm-hmm. cool ones. But uh, B, it's that time of the week now where it is. it
0: is time for the news. <laughs>
3: Hi, it's Scott from Los Angeles. You're listening to NXS Access All Areas. And now it's time for the news.
1: All right. Well, uh, Chart Watch B, I have in good authority this week in an article that the album has made it back into the top 50. But at the time of recording, those charts aren't officially released with their numbers yet. But uh, we might post it uh, as it becomes live uh, as, as this is released on the weekend. Um, also, in chart watch as well, B. Uh, probably the most significant little chart watches watches is you and our, or you and I, our uh, mixtape, uh, you know, face off, B. Uh- <laughs>
2: <laughs> so for those
1: new to the show, B and I did our own version of a mixtape that we could take away on a holiday, etc. There, I went back to nineteen sort of seventy nine and or eighty nine, <laughs> and you went back to sort of uh, well, you went to sort of a, a weekend away with the girls. But B, at the time of actually recording today, we're on 359 each. So well, oh we really? are. I, 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 again. I logged in and uh, we're on 359 each. I do like to say that you have one week head start on me, though. Uh, however, uh...
0: no, that's no, not. <laughs> Just come on, we've got. How many weeks ago was this? It's a good four, or five weeks to go now, isn't it?
1: it? It is. It is. So it, it, is, count. Leveling, it, it is leveling out, <laughs> but uh, uh, I do know you were having a little look a couple of weeks ago, and I've been having a little look. <laughs> and uh, it's like phew. who's
0: got the most friends?
1: <laughs> hey, it's, it's like it's like Mean Girls or Mean Guys Part Two, the movie. We're trying to be the popular ones, but anyway, uh, we, we we love the fact that. 718 people uh, downloaded their mixtape, uh, uh, you know, uh, joy. So uh, thank you. Um, also too, Bea, uh in Canada, thank you very much for our listeners in Canada. Uh, our podcast hit the music history top 10 there, which is great. Um, and uh, also too, um, a big shout out to Australia. We, uh, I, I was out last night. And I got a little message from, this is weird, but You sent me a message, right, about the charts. And I'd gone into a bar in Geelong, right, uh, an hour out of Melbourne. Mm-hmm. And as I walked into the bar, Never Tear Us Apart is on the video TV screen at the same time you sent me the charts for Australia. And we went from 37 in one week to number three in the musical history chart. So massive shout out to all the listeners and downloaders. Um, We feel very honoured to be such uh, at a high rating or ranking uh, in Australia. B. Um, any comments from you on that one?
0: Yeah, I think at this point we should say hello to all our new listeners because I think that's what's getting us up the charts. So thank you, new listeners. I can see you going through and downloading as many of our episodes as possible. So thank you. We hope you're listening to this one and uh, welcome to the podcast.
1: Absolutely. And if you get bored of our voices, you can fast forward through, but uh, go back in history. Mm -hmm. There's some great topics, some great guests and um, you know, definitely feel the need to, uh, if you like, to cherry pick which episodes that uh, may connect with you. Um, also, too, uh, thank you to Laurie. Laurie sent something through during the week. I still don't quite know what it means, but she said, apparently in terms of airplay stats uh, in the listener charts, we're in the top 3%. Um, do, you, hmm. do you know what that meant, Be I, I just said, is it good? No, no. Uh, maybe it's, uh, uh, I don't even know what it means, but apparently, I think the top 3% is better than being in the bottom 97%. I would say so. <laughs> I would say so. Anyway, <laughs> yes. enough of naval gazing. That's, that's globally. Globally. That's globally. Yes. Mm. It's, it's some sort of podcast charity thing. Anyway. But enough. I'm happy g- about it. Yes. Yes. <laughs> enough naval gazing. Uh, Andrew Farris, uh, in America, who's uh, over there playing a lot of gigs and things at the moment. Uh he has uh your My Rock video getting uh I guess uh I think it's been released and obviously getting a lot of airplay. Mm. And, Andrew seems to be based over there for a while sort of playing some gigs and concerts and there's another, I think, October festivals and gigs he's playing over there and uh, looks like he might be there for a while which is great because I hope he's, his album and, and the fact that COVID's been restricted you know, in terms of uh, uh, concerts and being able to get out and play now hopefully his album can get a, a real shot at things over there um, mm-hmm. also, too big shout out to John Stevens this week. Uh, uh he uh, put a little lovely post out there about being proud of being the seventh member of In and a big happy birthday mm-hmm. to the band. Uh, with a little gratuitous shot of John there in the uh the band photo. Um, <laughs> uh, but thank you, John. Good to know that uh you appreciate your In heritage. Um, also to be the big, big news that we can finally talk about. I mean, this has been a bit of an inner secret for a few months now, and we did keep the confidence of those involved, but we did hint to something uh, that the Shubu Shabar album is getting a re-release with, uh, I guess, uh, a whole different sort of set of packaging, uh, their live gig or concert at the US, US, US uh, I always get this confused. I always say ass, sounds like you're ass, but you know what I mean, the uh, US festival there in, uh, in California. Uh, is getting a nine track remix by Mark Opitz who's already completed that uh I know he's very proud of the the production work I think Timmy spent some time in the studio uh, as well uh and this 40th uh, edition uh, of Shabu Shabar is going to come out in, in a real you know variety of packages there's a clear vinyl uh sort of uh record uh deluxe version there there's a deluxe digital box set. Uh, featuring 15 songs, and there's going to be a vintage Shabu Shabar T-shirt as well, be I can mm. see uh, us mm. getting that and wearing that on one of our shows. And I know yeah. Paul Jolly Shabu Shabar, is going to be so Shabu. impressed with this particular package. <laughs> He's doing cartwheels uh, out in the western suburbs of Sydney at the moment. So uh, uh, kudos to that particular re- release.
0: And what's the date of that? That's,
1: that's released, uh, I believe, uh, in October. Uh, uh, I think it might be released around October 16th, I think but uh, definitely Mm -hmm. around that 40th anniversary uh, time. Um, Uh, Very excitingly also, it's 30 years as we've spoken about with the Welcome to Wherever You Are uh, release and- uh, the actual singles uh, from the album uh, are getting a, a sort of a re release through HD type of technology on YouTube. Uh, that's coming out on October 28th. So, a lot of those I clips that, that Richard scary. directed, I think Bailey Walsh directed, they're going to be yeah. sort of uh, digitally remastered, put out on a sort of a, an HD type format for the first time, um, which is uh, really, really pleasing and things like that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll pause for a moment. What do you think about those releases, B?
0: Oh, fantastic. Really, really exciting when they all came out. Um, yeah. yes. So I know that a lot of people, the David and Laurie and, um, but they've Bart. all, they've, yeah. yes, Bud, they've all, um, pre-ordered. <laughs> so yeah, go away, go along and pre-order your copies and go onto their website. Anyway, go have a look and have a browse.
1: Yes. Uh I think the exciting thing bees is it, this might actually get you to love the Baby Don't Cry film clip now that'll be on HD with the wide shots and <laughs> plenty of camera angles of uh of Michael there. So maybe just just maybe we'll get a yes, revisit re review of a re-review of Baby Don't Cry clip from you. So I'm looking forward, okay. to, that. Looking
0: forward um, to that. Okay.
1: You're looking forward to that. Okay. Yes. Hmm. Uh also, too, uh, the very best is uh, being reissued and mixed by Giles uh, Martin uh, of uh, uh, George Martin fame, son of George, in Dolby Atmos surround sound. Ooh, so, can't but- wait for
0: that. That's going to be amazing. That's the one that I'm really looking forward to.
3: I think about how this whole album made me feel when I was 13 years old. and how it made the world feel, and how it made them get up and take notice. My job is to take the car to pieces and then put it back together again. You have to recreate what the record actually sounds like in order to make it immersive.
1: To hear it in this immersive situation was at first a shock. There are all other kind of intricacies that come out in an immersive mix. They have to be very delicately balanced.
3: When we first heard it, we were like, oh, you know, it's kind of lost that uh, in-your-face kind of sound. I did the first pass, and the guys were saying, listen, we're just missing a bit of rock and roll here. Turn the guitars up, give it a bit more bite, give it more energy. I went back and looked at everything again, because I had their ears on it, and they were there making. It is called kick after all.
1: Now Puts this whole swing on the track that you just but don't hear. It, it doesn't really have. So yeah. Yeah. What Giles has done is
3: not only recreate the true mixes the way mm. they were, but they even sound better now because you hear all the stuff you just didn't hear before. How can we fall into this record? How can you feel as though you're closer to the band? How can you feel their inspiration everything they did? You came Michael close to you in his breath hear the guitars, hear the drums, the keyboards around you. It just evokes a feeling of energy. Nowadays, we hear music too much and we don't listen to it enough. I think the great thing about Atmos is it makes people listen a different way. And it becomes new again. And let's face it, in excess are an amazing band. You have to respect
1: this process. These
3: are guys who made a classic
1: record. Also, too, uh, happy birthday to Belinda Carlisle, B. Everywhere I look this week on our our platforms, about 80,000 people must have mentioned Belinda Carlisle's 64th (laughs) birthday and that (laughs) lovely picture of her standing next to Michael in 1989 where he had his Max Q haircut and... Mm. Um I think Belinda definitely had a thing for Michael and I think Michael had a thing for Belinda.
0: Oh they were an item I reckon for a while.
1: <laughs> yes. Um, Nick yes.
0: Egans went to see her in concert a couple of months ago and sent me some photos. She looked amazing still.
1: Beautiful yes. no, she woman.
0: Does. Mm.
1: And speaking of all things in California as well, uh, the uh, LA Canada Theatre Group, I think they've uh, got a bunch of chains of cinemas around there, but I, uh, I have not a good authority at the time of recording this week and next week that Live Baby Live is getting a lot of uh, cinema uh, time in some of those uh, theatres there. So if you are in California and you know the LA Canada Theatre uh, you know, cinema chain. Uh, it seems like there are some, uh, if you check your local guides, a bunch of uh, theatres playing Live Baby Lives. So it still has a life, Bea, uh, in terms of uh, getting uh, theatre coverage uh, some 31 years later.
0: Yes, absolutely. Are you going to mention Kirk?
1: I am. I am. <laughs> there's a couple of little things there. Uh, at the time of uh, putting this episode together, uh, but there's been, uh, uh, and I guess it comes under this as well. We, we're we not going to give him a hard time in Media Wars because it's the whole band celebrating. Everybody's on platforms at the moment. But uh, I think but... young Lane uh, Beechley, <laughs> took a photo of Kirk in his driveway doing a cross to one of the TV shows in Australia with his suit on and his slippers on. Is that right?
0: Fantastic. Yes, fantastic yeah. it's actually quite funny to see kirk from that angle with his slippers on and they look like they're spa slippers <laughs> so i reckon you probably <laughs> nicked them and then no, not sort of a the,
1: the part didn't he you know
0: <laughs> he looked dapper yeah. didn't he um and he's, he's allowed to be comfortable as someone said and he then is. Going across to watch Richard Wilkins actually interview him, he goes, and here's Kirk live from, and then there's all these cacti behind him. <laughs> he's looking like from Mexico. <laughs> he's not, he's in his driveway on the northern beach. Oh, was he in Mexico? <laughs> was he? No, no. Oh, no he I not, he okay. Get rid okay. of it. No, there was cactus behind right. him. Yes.
1: Right. Did Richard say Mexico? Did he? Yeah. Right. Okay. <laughs> <All> right, okay. <laughs> all right um well one of the things which uh I guess is particularly uh interesting is this week also uh, within excess uh day uh being amongst the whole sort of global community there are tons of articles out there there are, there are tons of you know press uh footage I uh, said Kirk sort of uh being interviewed there with uh with Richard um and then you know I think the the band this morning I think it was posted on one of our platforms they're on one of the other today shows uh this morning is that right B?
0: mm-hmm that's right it was on uh, this morning with Richard mm-hmm
1: Oh, that was Richard, yes. Okay. But uh, I guess also, too, if you were to Google sort of in excess, you'll see tons of things this week. There's a fantastic, uh, uh, I guess, um, article in Billboard magazine, uh, which, again, is the Bible of all things chart-wise and music-wise. It's probably a more um, up-to-date, relevant uh, publication than Rolling Stone these days. Uh, But the exciting thing with uh, uh, Billboard, there's a great article in there about the band, 45 years, all the releases as well. Um, and as I said uh, early in the show, Deb Knight, who's a pretty prominent lady sort of journalist in Australia, she has a radio show, um, I think, during this particular week, uh, celebrating the music of In Excess with uh, her guest, uh, Steve Jacobs, who's another commentator. 2GB. Yeah, 2, 2GB, doing a sort of a guest spot on there, reciting most of the things we knew about the band, but uh, acknowledging most of the big hits and things. Um, and then she took, um, you know, I guess, text inquiries, of which Paul Jolly uh, sent a great message through and gave our, pod, our podcast a plug. And she'd mention it twice. So thank you, Deb, for doing that, and thank you, Paul, again. So B, chock full of uh news this week. I've I've saved a few little nuggets for next week. Uh, but uh that's the news and
0: of the week. Gone and gone. You missed pretty big one. I know it's not in XS, but there was a digital release on
1: Spotify of Max Q. Yes, yes. Uh do we know if this is author- authorized yes, or
0: Yes, I've been digging. You have been. <laughs> You've been I digging have around. Been. So
1: I, I've been yes. digging deep. So digging. what we need to do here, B, we need to go Okay, okay B Hewitt with a late with a late news item. Over to you, B.
0: <laughs> Allegedly people thought it's um that um Chris uh Murphy still owned that music and that he would bought it. Well, he didn't, okay? So everybody, it's mm. not—it's nothing to do with NXS. In fact, we believe mm. it was owned by Michael's lo- lawyer, um, Colin Diamond. Mm. Now, we don't know mm. if yeah, he's okay. giving this over to Tiger or not because Tiger became of age and was obviously, you know, she's ready for to, to take on a, a bit of Michael's stuff. So hoping that's what it is. But anyway, it was released by a company called Golden Robot, now, Golden Robot, mm. um, also look after Gary's band, Asher Moon. So there's a bit of a connection oh, there okay. as well. Um, I've been in touch with a few people, and hopefully, I'll get a little bit more information from the CEO of Golden Robot and um, find out what else they're going to do with this Max Q recording. Now it's gone digital, but I know a lot of us would like to see it. Become a physical um, record as well. So um, yeah, it's more like um, watch this space. Yes, I'll come back yes. with more more information.
1: Mm. Mm. I'm just hoping you know uh, you know Ollie and well Ollie might have some say in it, but also to Gary, I guess with the connection with record companies, maybe uh, or production companies, he may have uh, some visibility on that for us, to which we can uh, you know elaborate and talk a bit more about.
0: I know because I I believe that. Ollie, I'm not completely certain, but a lot of people that are around him that I've spoken to, he has he doesn't know anything about this. So it's new to mm. him too. So yeah. it's not fair that he should have a say in when his record should be released.
1: Well, he's got a lot of co-writes on that and a lot of individual sort of songwrites on that, like uh, Sometimes and Way of the World and some of these things are, are Ollie's songs. So, um, but again, you never know with a struggling artist financially, Um He may be in a situation where he sold certain rights back then. But, look, Mm -hmm. it is probably part of that my, and every time I hear the word Colin Diamond, I sort of want to throw up. So we will leave it at that and say that's the news of the week. Hey,
3: this is Tim Farris. Well done, Hayden and B. You've made my brothers and I very proud of what you've achieved so far. A big hello to all your listeners and NXS
0: fans.
1: Danielle, this is
0: Laurie, and this is Foxy. We're the Newsreel Babies.
1: Please subscribe to our newsletter at NXS Access All areas.com
0: And now it's time for Topic of the Week.
1: All right, Bea, well, uh, 45th anniversary. We just think this is an absolutely perfect day and opportunity to recap on the greatness of the band. Uh, And we're not going to talk about this from an individual point of view. We're just going to talk about this from, uh, I guess, a factual and, um, uh, I guess, success point of view of moments that, I guess, the band themselves and producers and fans and, uh, I guess, critics and reviews and publications and concerts uh, suggest. Uh, these were the moments and the times that the band really sort of evolved from uh, a hard-working sort of Aussie sextet uh, of travelling musicians uh, to international juggernaut uh, and really were in 1988 uh, crowned uh, probably the biggest band in the world uh, uh, that particular year uh, and ahead of their contemporaries at the time. So uh, we just thought it'd be great to recap and just uh, I guess nostalgically look back at all the moments that everyone raves about and First one we thought we would talk about, B was their sort of first time sort of, uh, I guess, on TV. And there was probably two major sort of uh, uh, times. First was the Simon Townsend's Wonderworld uh, clip uh, and there was just the Countdown debut. So they were the sort of the two uh, pivotal shows where, the world got to see the band in their 1980 outfits and their Scar influences and uh, their first uh, sort of, I guess, live to to camera uh, recordings down uh, to the uh, celluloid masses of Aussies, B. Yeah. Um, so uh, I guess particularly the uh, Just Keep Walking sort of clip uh, and simple Simon song also with uh, Ironically and Simon Townsend's Wonderworld, their first couple of sort of TV shows, probably a big thing for the band, wasn't it?
0: Mm, mm. Well, it was their first ever video, I believe. So, um, yes, yes. yes. So we, we know that story. We've talked about it a few times. But, yeah, it was, in a, yeah. It was in a footy field, wasn't it? So, um, yeah, I, yes. I'd like to see if we can find that for everybody and we'll pop that onto the Facebook.
1: And I think in the miniseries it's great when you see the band probably in another aspect of that where – they have uh, heard their song on the radio for the first time, mm. you know, and they're in the van driving along, and that was mm-hmm. sort of a moment too, which would be pretty cool, wouldn't it, hearing your music on the yeah. radio for the first time. Yeah. I'd like to acknowledge those first couple of media sort of opportunities the band were able to get involved with. Um, Actually, Hayden. Thing, I think.
0: Uh, Hayden, And yes? um, did you see the photo that Gary posted that we reposted onto our. Uh, Is that the one the- where
1: we think Michael wasn't in the pick?
0: Yeah, Michael's obviously taken the photo, or he was in the band <laughs> with a girl, I don't know. But um, they'd shaved, they'd shaved yeah. Kirk's hair.
1: Right, okay. I have the closer that? Kirk's
0: here. Oh, you have to look. Oh. It's like Kojak because he's got the glasses on as well. So, um right. I I believed that the boys had done a prank and they'd done it in his sleep. So I texted him and asked him and he said, "Yep, that's what they did." So while he was asleep, they shaved his yes. head. So it's well worth going and have a look at that photo. We posted that onto the socials.
1: Yes, fantastic. Uh probably the next big thing in the band's career uh outside those early sort of Australian uh media successes was uh, the band getting a chance to go to America and getting a top 30 hit with the one thing in America that sort of led to them getting onto the uh, the Arse Festival uh, with a lot of other great bands of the time uh, that, uh, I guess, you know, men at work from Australia, the Divinals, U2, uh, there was, uh, I think, The Clash were playing. Uh, plus, there was a heavy metal day there as well with, I think, Judas Priest and things. Mm-hmm. But uh, an amazing concert actually set up by Steve Wozniak from Apple Phone. Yeah. Uh, and uh, as we said earlier, the uh, the album uh, or the, the live footage that Mark's uh, uh, remastering uh, for the latest Shabu Shabar uh, special digital release. So pretty excited about that festival on the back of the top 30 uh, hit with the one thing. And um, again, if you want to take a moment back in time 60 minutes Australia has a great uh interview with the band of that particular time uh touring across America during that that period so um we think again created that sort of new wave uh mm-hmm. uh pardon the pun um uh you know I guess explosion of music and MTV into America and you went know, to America, inaccessible front uh, and center. Would that be?
0: Yes, with all their videos, and but the one thing really captured everyone's heart, didn't they, Michael? Looking to the camera. Yeah.
1: Shabu Shabu Shabar, you know, Australia had four or five singles, it stayed in the charts for over a year, or uh, nearly a year, um, and, you know, as they would do in those particular days, it wasn't sort of a long time between the albums, and uh, by the end of 83, they uh, went into the studio and were uh, putting together the Swing album uh, with a Mr. Nick Lornay B, who we look like chatting to very, very soon, uh, sooner than we think, we hope, Perfect, uh, and yeah. the Swing album was this next sort of juggernaut for them that Took them from emerging band in Australia to the big thing. Um, They swept our version of the Grammys at the time, which was called the Countdown Music Awards. Uh, I think it was the seven awards that night. Uh, The Swing album was in the charts for two years. Uh, Original Sin was number one here. Nick Send a Message, number two. Burn for You, number three. Dancing on the Jetty, a top 40 hit. Um, But that whole album uh, bar one or two songs, I think, got constant airplay mm-hmm. uh all those tra- tracks were like little nuggets they were on the radio everywhere and uh and the band was you know were emerging and you know sting was in australia f- from the police you know giving out the award to michael and the band and they were just sort of starting to make traction overseas so um i guess with that we had Noel rogers come in but uh the success of the swing and then getting some european and some south american success uh, was again that sort of a chance for the band to be uh, not just Australian focused, but getting a global uh, uh, reach as well, um, uh, and just a fraction before B discovered them as well as we know from it our deep dive. That was right, um, but yes. uh, yeah, a very. I'm, I'm glad you're it, putting yeah, me into one part album behind, of this, but B be A milestone. <laughs> well, I am. I, well, <laughs> I, I, I am because you know Birmingham '86 is in my head, so you know. Um, and, look, we must say, well done, Birmingham, to the Commonwealth Games recently, yes. B. Uh yeah. I, The only footage I saw of the whole Commonwealth Games was uh, some footage of Dexie's Midnight Runners doing mid, uh, come on, Eileen. <laughs> 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 and I think I saw a Peaky Blinders ode, and I think maybe mm. Ozzy Osbourne got up and had a bit of a sing. Mm-hmm. So, uh, And Duran Duran were there. Hello, mm-hmm. Susan. Uh, <laughs> so uh, well done, Birmingham, on the, uh, that note. And the next one on the list was uh, a very big song off the Listen Like Thieves album. This was uh, the time that they become a, a thing in your life. But uh, What You Need hit uh, number five uh, in America. Uh, you know, obviously, it was a massive hit, especially with the swing, not getting any top 40 singles uh, off you know, that release. Uh, but the, the, the success of What You Need and the top five chart success and the video clip and Chris Thomas's production, uh, and then the band hitting the UK, be starting to get some traction there. And you went along to was it the Odeon? Is that right? Where you saw mm-hmm. them? Mm-hmm. And you chased them down the street, and they're recovering to this day from you chasing them down the street.
0: Imagine uh, it would like be heart- very different, wouldn't it? If I'd have got on them,
1: <laughs> you might have got a visa a bit quicker here anyway. <laughs> uh, Girls
0: can dream. <laughs> yes.
1: Yes, that's right. That's right. Uh, but the band were, you know, really on cloud nine here. You know, the getting a top five hit in America, two, two, three million two, three million albums on the back of that sale in America alone, off Listen Like Thieves. Uh again, gave them that sort of uh, I guess commercial acknowledgement. At that point, they'd been critical, darlings, uh, and some commercial success. But uh, a top five hit in nineteen eighty, sort of six in March in America was a big thing. And um Uh, especially on the back of the uh, this time clip and single only hitting hitting number 80 so uh, that was a big big moment Uh, I think recently, have you seen some of those Modern Drummer, uh, Musician Magazine picks of Johnny Farris uh, on some of our platforms in the last week? Yes. Well, have you seen yes. those?
0: Yes. Well, Laurie yeah, can't help pic- herself with those, can she? She's a big <laughs> John Farris fan.
1: Well, I, I wasn't sure where they came from, but, uh, mm. yeah, Musician Magazine that year in 1986 voted in excess as the best live band in the world. Um, and I think there's something undersold a little bit about that because, in that era of, you know, MTV and videos and production values and synthesizers, and there were a lot of sort of creative bands out there, but there were a lot of artists who couldn't play live and they weren't very good at it. Uh, they were very much studio sort of creations. And uh, NXS, I guess, you know, had that ability to be great in the studio, but even better live. Uh, and I think that acknowledgement in 1986 has been the best live band in the world. Uh, in Musician Magazine, which is one of the Bibles because it's a little bit more owed to the purest playing of things, uh, was something I know the band looked back on fondly with and acknowledged its, uh, uh, you know, credit at that time. I wasn't too good And this is hard. Another thing around this year, B, there was a famous Australian uh, uh, movie coming out called Crocodile. Crocodile, the musical. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there was a music soundtrack. uh, I'd like to see that one. (laughs) Well, there was a movie coming out. called Crocodile Dundee, B. Now, did you see that in England growing up or, you know, in your uh, early 30s then? Was early. that right?
2: <laughs> it's so horrible.
1: Sorry, 20s. <laughs> Sorry. Did Crocodile Dundee connect in England? I think it did because yeah. it had some hits over there, didn't it?
0: Yeah, it's good. I love watching that movie. In fact, yeah. I like Do you know watching the both link
1: to that? Mm-hmm. Do you know the in excess link Tax to that evasion. movie? Tax evasion,
0: yeah. Didn't really work, did it?
1: No, 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 no. Oh, Tax wow. minimization.
0: <laughs> yep.
1: <laughs> no, their managers suggest they invest in this little Aussie movie, they did, and they made a fortune from it, and they put a song on the soundtrack. A song I'm not a great fan of, but mm-hmm. uh, they at least got the song on the soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Uh, big hit off that soundtrack, though, was Live It Up, which uh, was number two in England. Uh, there you go. Yeah, and yeah. it's now one of the, I think, Celtic or Rangers songs for the uh, in the mm-hmm. uh, in the uh, Premier League of uh, Scotland. A big success with that. And then about six months later, B soundtrack again, they had the Lost Boys soundtrack mm, that came out. Very cool. Uh, and that's that, yeah, 86, 87, 88. There were some real pivotal sort of Brat Pack movies, probably eighty, probably 84 with The Breakfast Club through to about 87 with The Lost Boys. And In Excess had the sort of main track off that, which was uh, Good Times. And as we've said before, Joel Shoemaker, the, uh, the uh, I guess, director of that clip, uh, repaid the band in in, in uh, kind by saying, you do this uh, uh, video and clip for my movie and the song, and I'll do a clip for you, which was the Devil Inside uh, mm-hmm. clip. So, um, yeah, the Lost Boys soundtrack is still a movie that people love, and uh, I know Mark Opitz particularly loves that soundtrack because it helped his life get better. I- okay, hello, yeah. royalties. All right, B, we're getting to 1987. Okay. An album that starts with K, ends with K, four letters. There's no F in it either. Okay. What's the album called? Tech. Juggernaut of Juggernaut, this is where between late 87 through to sort of probably mid-89, uh, the band were undoubtedly the biggest band in the world, selling millions and millions of albums uh, and equally their back catalogue albums like Listen Like Thieves and The, and the Swing and Shibu all achieved extra sort of status in the Billboard charts on the back of Kick because America particularly could not get enough. And even those guys in the UK from all those melody makers and NMEs, they jumped on board and mm-hmm. we couldn't keep them quiet in the UK. Mm-hmm. So uh, the Juggernaut of Kick was uh, a real game changer for the band. It took them into the stratosphere. Um, very few bands can say that they were part of a cultural zeitgeist. Uh, there were movies where there were in excess, uh, references in them. Um uh, one of those movies was called The Adventures of Ford Fairlane. Uh, there was another movie called, uh, da, 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 was it Downtown, I think? Uh, there was another movie there at the time with Dennis Hopper and Kiefer Sutherland where one goes over to the jukebox and he goes, what's this band Inks, you know? <laughs> so uh, they were becoming sort of, I guess, as I said, part of the zeitgeist uh, and Kick was that thing that springboarded that.
0: All the cool um, kids wanted right. to hear them.
1: Fantastic. Absolutely. Uh, The next big sort of probably pivotal moment of the band's history was uh, the Wembley gig. Uh, We've done enough talk about that. But uh, uh, again, it's still uh, talked about to this particular day. Uh, It was, uh, as I said, a, a massive thing in the UK, massive for the band. Uh, they didn't make uh, much money from it, but they they made much more from it in terms of artistic... Uh, I think they've made a
0: bit from it since, don't you, really? <laughs> I
1: think, it, yeah, probably the day they didn't get paid a lot to do the gig, mm, but I think over time it's day. definitely been Mm-mm. correct. Yeah. Um, but I also think it, it precipitated the band's motivation to do something similar in Australia for the Concert for Life uh, at Centennial Park and, Unfortunately, you know, some of the uh, media and the angst between sort of Chris Murphy and some of the other bands, managers that day, got in the way of uh, the greater good. Uh, but I think with pa- the passage of time now, Centennial centennial, Centennial, centennial people. I was going to call it, cent- gonna call it, gonna call it cent- testicle or cent- cent- I'm <laughs> Yeah. to yeah. <laughs> okay. wow. I'm getting, getting a take of the bees. All right. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yes. Would centennial that be a park. one
0: testicle or a two testicle?
1: Uh, a double okay um but uh yes so I, I think that 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 concert now as we said has uh aged better than it did at the time the centennial one hour's
2: last words in your-
1: All right, Uh, and the next significant achievement uh, some 18 months later was probably the release of the Welcome to Wherever You Are album, uh, whereby the band themselves uh, re-teamed up with uh, Mark Opitz and uh, absolutely went back to, I wouldn't say they went backwards at all, they went sort of back to sort of having uh, a real artistic focus, um, full-on vision for this particular album, you know, we've often seen the next sort of consolidated kick, well, welcome, took the band into some really interesting sounds and and, and terrains, and uh, this particular album, I guess, with the five uh, videos being re-released on HD, as we said earlier, uh, is only ageing better and better and better every year, and we hope this album still keeps having a life, and fans who don't know the the greater uh, band's catalogue post-X uh, can go back and d- rediscover this album, because it will uh, pay you back in spades. Did you taste it? Yeah. Take Moving along to probably the second last one was the Aria Hall of Fame. Uh, Being the Australian band they were and are getting inducted into our Hall of Fame here, Hello America, Wake Up, uh, in Australia was a a really pivotal moment because it was about four years after Michael passed. Uh, It was a bit of a difficult period then. Uh, The band, you could sense they weren't particularly healed of the experience of losing Michael. But I think it came at a very particular and important time when uh, the band were just looking at their future and seeing what they could do going forward. But let's sort of acknowledge the band's past uh, and achievements uh, on that night. And uh, what I didn't quite realize, B, was that um, uh, they got inducted the very first year they were eligible in Australia. So it was sort of something I didn't quite realize. The uh, I think it was 20 years from your first release in Australia. So they had there were certain criteria there. But um, I remember around 1995, six, seven, eight, nine, I'm going, why aren't they inducted yet? But um, they did get inducted the first year they are eligible. Yeah. uh, And we look forward to the day we're all in America when they get inducted there, Pete. Yeah. This last one in the uh list B uh, because I sort of just I, I sort of I don't know, what's the words? I've probably battled with its relevance uh in terms of its inclusion in the pivotal moments. But I think we do need to acknowledge that Michael's passing is a significant moment, um, not only because he lost his life and his family lost a father and a son and a brother. Um uh but the band, you know, effectively lost, you know, you know, their 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 identity because not that Michael was the sole identity, but he, he was sort of, you know, the front man and he was sort of the, the front man DNA of the band. And, you know, we'll go through a little bit post-Michael and their career and everything there at future times, but uh, it was significant enough to sort of, in a way, put a full stop on that era. Um, and, you know, I guess bands uh, sometimes go through various ways they break up, but losing somebody, you know, to, you know, a, a suicide that in a way created the band to break up its unit Um, and especially a tight unit of six brothers so to speak three of official brothers but um, it was a significant moment um, and it's it's hard to look back on why and how but uh, I think it creates a veil of poignancy over their career because we don't have Michael to enjoy and share these achievements with it did change the band's trajectory because there was never going to be another sort of uh, um, uh, era of that unit no matter what and they were too far gone in their career, unlike ACDC, who were emerging uh, when Brian took over from Bond. But um, uh, I think it is worth acknowledging that that is a pivotal moment in their career, albeit a very sad one. Uh, but we do need to sort of bring it to attention.
0: And, then, yeah, really good. Um, we should acknowledge that one definitely and to bring it at the end. That's um, That's very poignant. Thank you.
1: But, but they're the sort of the milestones. And I think, you know, we probably have talked a lot about these things, but it's just good sometimes to recap a little bit for those who don't necessarily listen to our podcast in order or chronology and things. But um, uh, the, the overarching, you know, I guess, theme, you know, despite that little bit of a sad end to the list, is I think we all feel a lot of pride this week. And it's great that um, the greater media there and the greater sort of uh, commentary out there and publications still acknowledge, you know, what is a, a great band and a great legacy and a great catalogue because a lot of bands just get forgotten about, but I don't think in excess are ever going to be forgotten about, which is awesome.
0: No way. The music no lives way. on. Absolutely. And yeah. we're so glad that you all found the podcast and you can help get in excess music uh, known to the masses even more so. The youth need to know.
1: Correct, 100%. All right, Bea, well, thank you for letting me indulge a little bit there, and uh, that's the topic of the week.
3: And this is Manny from the UK.
0: This is Lisa Mack from Brisbane, Australia. And this is Felicia from Everett, Washington, USA. And that's a wrap. Well, Hayden, that's a wrap. That was amazing. Thank you. It was good to have those little points all set out there. A little bit sad at the end, but, you know, we we, got, we have to acknowledge Michael's passing. Um, yes. We all miss him dearly. Um, wish he was here. It would be a different story altogether, wouldn't it, really? He'd probably be doing this podcast.
1: Uh, He would probably be a bit like Kirk, saying, "How could you talk for us for 116 episodes?" And we say, "Michael, we've got 84 to go. At least Uh, we've got to get to 200." But um, exactly, we would. we look. Part of the, the the inspiration for doing this is uh, literally fan engagement. And that is, a people um engage and, and it's our little little way of contributing to keeping the music alive, uh, and bringing new fans onto into the fold. Um, but uh, I guess throughout the week we've acknowledged a few fans and fan engagement. But is anyone else you would like to acknowledge or bring up who's been in the uh, mix this week? I'll just quickly say, Darren George. Thank you, Darren, for all your texts and your deep dive. Isn't I get lots fun? of texts. He is. So I call him DG. So thank you, Darren. But um over you Top
0: top bloke. Really like him. And yeah. again, we do need to acknowledge um our gorgeous um, Paul Jolie. Thank you so much, mate. Yes. You you've done us really proud. That's just awesome. You went beyond with that one. Um I'd like to say hello to Jay. Jay is the winner of our auction prize. He received the auction prize. So Fantastic that arrived um, to you. So um, we would like to make you – Yeah, we will be mentioning mentioning you every week as well. Ryder. Now, Ryder has been a patron of ours for for a very long time, and he's actually written me – sorry, us – a lovely email. I'd just like to – just mention him if that's okay. Let me find him. Here he goes. All right again. Um, it says, I've been meaning to email you for a while. I want to see how much I love the podcast and all that you are doing for In Excess bands. I love hearing from the band members and it just reinforces my feelings that they are great people and a great band. Yes, they are. Um, I wanted to share my experience of meeting <laughs> the band in July 97 with my sister. In Excess, we're playing at the joint at the Rock yes. Heart Rock. Roll Hotel, and we were staying there. We were wandering around the lobby around lunchtime on the day of the show, and we walked up to check-in desk, and I noticed some guys that had a rock star look about them, when it dawned on me that it was in excess. Tim was right in front of me and couldn't have been nicer, of course. Um, and... <laughs> Where am I? Where am I lost my thoughts then. He shook my hand and signed an autograph for me. John was at the check-in and looked surprised that, and I was excited to meet my favorite band. Then Michael walked up, shook my hand and also um, looked so cool. And then Gary with a big smile on his face. We didn't see any of the band members in the area. So we gave them some space and walked over to the elevator tim gary john and others were on the elevator and when michael came over dancing towards us and he ran over to the elevator oh my god that is so cool we thought we were <laughs> done meeting the band so we started walking around the lobby again and then kurt came up walking with his suitcase he stopped and talked to us and signed the autographs the show was amazing that night i I got um, the lyric sheet to Devil Inside that Michael had on the stage. And after the show, we were going back to our room and standing by the elevators was Andrew. He was um, talking to someone who looked important. And I told him how great he was and he was gracious and thankful. Um, once in a lifetime situation. Thanks again for the great podcast. I love all the insights into the band, and it is great to know that there are other fans out there who, who love In Excess, like I do. We love you, Ryder. Uh, Ryder was probably that <laughs> first, not, not, yeah, a patron in our first week. So it's good to hear you come back and, yeah. and chat with us. So thank you for that.
1: We love those little stories. You know, we you know went through a little bit there, but I, I thought you were going to say, oh, yeah. And then uh, the elevator opened up, and uh, it was the in the side sky, the sky film clip
0: <laughs> yeah. <Keep> John
1: Drake. <laughs> So but anyway thank you Ryder that was lovely uh, me, that story. Um okay uh look as I've got a little- few things other things oh, to say. Okay, okay mm-hmm, keep going mm-hmm, keep going.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes. No um now me and Hayden um uh we we don't get to talk too much because Hayden works full time he's got two young kids and he's been going backwards and forwards to um Canberra been very busy so um yeah bear with us with the books um but i I tried to um nab you to do an interview with me with um chris (laughs) kafaro it's not kafaro it's kafaro
1: and i I
0: went ahead and did it mate i did the interview okay fantastic i can't wait it's i'm not gonna let anything out the bag but you've got to listen because something in november is going to happen in uh-huh. Australia, and it's very exciting to do with Chris Cuff, um, um Great interview um, so much to learn and know. So I hope you can join me once I've um, got that one um, edited up. So I haven't done that yet, so we'll, we'll okay. get around
1: to that. Good to have extra um, episodes in the bag.
0: Oh, loads, loads. Yes. And then the other thing that I've got to tell you as well, now if you're a patron – Nick Egan and I have actually done um, a new video of some footage that's never been seen before. We've mentioned it ages ago. Nick found it in his camera, and he was um, the day there the day before Wembley happened, and he videoed the actual footage of Michael with his long hair still singing and some of the band, and there's a few other bits of nuggets as well. So we've made that into a little video, and I'm just going to um, – give that out to the patrons in our little super fan page. So if you really fancy coming along and seeing that, then you do need to become a patron. So that's just a little taster, a little um, carrot there. If you want to become a patron, you will get to see rare footage of the band and Michael more so. All
1: right. Excellent. Uh, And that's a wrap for fan engagement?
0: Yeah, uh, I'd like to say, also to everybody that's engaged with me there is so many of you and I can't I can't say all your names you are all amazing thank you for Darren Darren um yeah Darren Jones thinking of you mate as well Darren George you're amazing um but there's so many people like Teresa and Sarah and loads of people so thank you for your engagement it's been wonderful sure
1: all right, uh, and a quick one, uh, but Have you ever sort of had a few drinks before, like, and you start to feel a bit tipsy? Yeah. <laughs> so last time when you sent me that footage, as I said earlier, I was going to a bar and I was actually about to have a pina colada and I had a couple of wines before. And when I saw that chart thing, and I was sending a post that to say thanks to different people, etc. There, and I was trying to remember your name. I was trying to remember Rory's my name. name. Yes, yeah, so and I came up with a B symbol. And then I'd forgotten to put carrie Ann's name down. So I want uh, to give a big shout-out to carrie Ann for mm-hmm. helping us with the podcast and everything she does. And then I remembered that I hadn't put her name down about five minutes later, so then I put it in. And then I saw later on that you would actually asked me to remember carrie Ann, <laughs> but I'd already <laughs> remembered it. But uh, I want to say a big shout-out to my favourite Dutchie uh, for everything she does on the podcast all right. But we want to go out today and acknowledge this uh, podcast dedicated to In Excess. But um, literally the day after we record our last episode, we also lost another Australian icon. Uh, in fact, we lost a couple of Australian singers yeah. that week, but one who was more worldwide and famous, and that was uh, uh, the beautiful Living Newton-John.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, and she was such, uh, I guess, a beautiful lady, both uh, you know, personally and professionally and uh, I guess she was a bit of the soundtrack to our youth bee, wasn't she? With uh, mm-hmm. both movies and songs and video clips. And she was a real sort of pioneer within that space. Um, and look, she lost her her, her battle uh, at the same age as my lovely mum uh, with the same issue. And uh, we'd like to sort of go out today with a little bit of a dedication to her, uh, a little bit of a dedication to Michael as well and the band for their 45, 45, uh, 45th year anniversary. Um and uh, we we're going to go out today with a, a unique song we haven't really played much before. We're going to go out with Kill the Pain today. Livia, we hope you're out of pain. Michael, we hope you're out of pain. You great, gave us great joy, uh, and we want to send this beautiful little ode of, uh, of a love song out to you and hope you're pain, all pain-free and enjoying where you are. It's a goodbye from me.
0: And it's a goodbye from B. Goodbye, everybody.
1: Put the red lights on
2: Tell them that you've gone Leave behind your fears You know that can't be wrong Kill the pain you feel Kill the pain seeing some things that buried you in your dreams. Your face, it tells the story. The page is stained with tears. You kill the pain you Yell the pain you Take the curtains down. The sun is what you found. be so you far from here. Take you to the high ground. Kill the pain
0: Listening to In Access, access all areas with Hayden and B.